You're about to listen to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly, and the author of When Everyone Shines But You, a mental health and self-acceptance blogger and a recovering darkness addict. I have experienced intense anxiety, deep depression and life trauma, but I'm coming out of the other side now. Darkness was a comfort zone for me for a long time, and it felt safer than the light. So in this podcast, I share with you my journey into the light and how I move through challenge in an empowering way. I'll share with you tools and nurturing ways to embrace your humanity. I was once a shy, scared introvert, afraid to speak, but that's all changing. Let's take this journey together and learn to fly. Hi there, welcome back to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly Martin, and this is episode 65. First of all, I'm going to apologise that I am, I have a little bit of a cold today, so if I sound a bit different, that's why. Before I begin today's podcast, I wanted to say thank you to those of you who listen to my podcasts, because this may be my last podcast for some time. If you would like me to continue creating podcasts, email me at kellymartinspeaks at gmail.com so I know that you want to continue tuning in. And now on to today's episode, which will explain the reason why I may be taking a sabbatical from podcasting. So today I'm going to talk about something that has become something deeply triggered in me recently. It's the subject of valuelessness and how it relates to how we are receiving in life. Now, this receiving can come in the form of money, abundance, feedback from the world around us, communication, connection with other human beings, acknowledgement and appreciation. For many years now, I have been working so hard to inspire others through my writing, my books, my podcast, my social media presence, which has been pretty huge. And more recently, the radio station I set up that is now off air which was called Peace Within Radio. What I have learned over the years is that I have delved deeply into my own value and also where I may be feeling not good enough. I've been trying to understand what makes me tick, what holds me back, what blocks or doesn't block me that may be preventing me from reaching those I want to reach. And also, in exchange, allowing a fair receiving of abundance, joy, acknowledgement for what I do. So it's a two-way street. Now, I know we don't give to others to get or do anything in life simply to receive from others. But there comes a time in your life when you take stock of your giving and your doing. 
and you may see something that isn't quite right here or maybe out of balance. The amount of energy I put into, for example, creating this podcast involves preparing it, researching it, editing it, producing it and marketing it so people know it is available and it takes a good chunk of my time each week and this is just one of the many things that I've been doing for free for a very, very long time. We're talking years. <laughs> and after reading a section of a book by a, a writer, and I think he's either a psychiatrist or a psychologist, and his name's Chuck Spizzano. And in this book and oracle card deck, he has a a topic and it's called valuelessness. And I never even thought about that word before. I was shocked by how much his message really spoke to my heart of my life experience for around 39 years. And I say 39 years because through his teachings, I remembered a trauma in my life that happened when I was four years old that I had thought was just no big deal. But looking at it, all other events that were similar happened after and because of this one event. What he says about valuelessness is, Valuelessness is a core feeling of the unconscious mind, which is so painful that we feel as if we are totally worthless. Valuelessness is closely linked and tied in with guilt. Much of this feeling comes from places where, as a child, there was a traumatic family happening and we blamed ourselves, left our centres and went into sacrifice. But this just increases the feeling of valuelessness. Typically, we compensate for this feeling by becoming practical and hard workers to prove that we are useful and not merely decorative. But all of this proving our worth doesn't allow for very much receiving. The receiving it does allow for is lost in paying off the stress of working so hard. Many times people will have spent a whole lifetime working hard and doing useful projects when they come to the end of their life and feel it was all valueless. Now a part of the message that he shared in this book was if you intuitively ask what earlier situation brought on the feelings or situation showing up now and imagine yourself back in that situation. You will see the light within you reconnecting you with everyone in the situation. Ask your higher mind to return you to that centre of peace, innocence and being, where grace can pour through you to help you heal the situation. I sat down the day after getting this message and I asked myself what experience was it that produced a, 
a kind of lifetime journey of feeling valuelessness in me. And I'd already addressed the headmistress who made me feel like I had embarrassed the whole world. And I dealt with my mother turning her back on me when I was a teenager and giving me the silent treatment whenever I needed support and was emotional. I'd gone over so many things in my life to get to the bottom of all of this, this inability to receive. And then I saw it flash in my mind's eye. It was this old, like, photographic strip of photos that you take in one of those passport photograph booths. You may have seen people having fun and they're just like strips of photos and these photos were in black and white for me. The photo was of me and my first ever best friend at the age of four. We were smiling so powerfully. We both had our arms around one another, hugging each other. And I felt this overpowering feeling of loss while I meditated on this. I'd blocked out the friendship. I couldn't even remember how we were friends. But I could remember this image of this photograph vividly. I think my father had taken us to the airport to watch the aeroplanes take off. A favourite pastime of mine as a child. And we'd had our photograph taken there. So why was this traumatic? My first best friend was the first person I trusted and loved unconditionally outside of my family. My best friend got me. She was quiet like me and we just got one another so deeply. We were like sisters. Unfortunately, she was taken away to live somewhere else with her parents. But neither... Her parents or my parents felt it was a good idea for either of us to say goodbye. So how does this relate to not receiving? Well, from that moment on, something in me just switched into survival mode. Something inside me said, Kelly, you mustn't be valuable enough if she has left. I had been totally abandoned in my little four-year-old self's mind. And from that moment, all the deep feelings of, I'm not good enough. Nothing I do matters. People don't stay. Led to a lifelong experience of people-pleasing. Which I've learned to mostly let go of in my adult years, once I've become aware of this. This experience also led to me carrying a deeply embedded failure story for a lot of my life. What I did from that moment as a four-year-old was overgiving, overworking, because a big part of me believed that if I could just go that extra mile, people would see me as valuable. I was worthwhile. Essentially, that I was good enough. If I just kept working really hard, eventually the world would notice that what I did mattered. It didn't matter. Because my own sense of valuelessness was still there at the core of my being, and it was running the show. 
I worked hard on letting go of the cloak of invisibility so I could be seen and heard and I'm being seen and heard more now. But I did not look at whether what I did was appreciated or acknowledged or needed. And this reflected in the lack of feedback, the lack of acknowledgement, the lack of receiving back that came my way. I was giving and giving and very little was coming back to me. From that moment of childhood trauma, dominoed many similar events. The headmistress who said I had embarrassed the whole school because I hadn't put my flowers in the right place at the age of seven. This event was not showing the valuelessness but the fact that my mother and aunt who came to the school show knew my headmistress had told me I'd embarrassed the school and they did nothing about it. They did not march down the corridor to stand up for me. When I said don't say anything because as a seven-year-old I felt the shame and fear of what, ha what would happen, the adults in my life should have taken charge anyway, but they didn't. And their lack of support made me feel I was not valuable enough to stand up for. And the huge number of friendships I've attracted into my life with women, where I put my all into the friendship, deeply committed and loyal, making the effort to spend time with them, going the extra mile. They didn't do the same for me. They were often distant, aloof, disinterested and not valuing our friendship or me as much as I was them. In many ways I had this deep expectation that they would leave me anyway and many of them did in school years. I became the outsider with no close friends and because of this I learned in, learned in adult years to let them go before they walked away from me to protect my four-year-old's heart. And yet protection can be a wall that blocks out the pain, but it also does not let the good in, like I mentioned in the previous podcast on life rules. I can see now how many situations I've attracted into my life to prove my lack of value and how many projects I've put my all into that did not receive the people's support necessary to keep those projects going, the most recent being Peace Within Radio. I didn't receive feedback about the station until after I made the decision to close it, not during, but after. When I needed it the most was during, but I didn't receive it until after, and I really understand why that happened now. My whole life I have been compensating for this feeling of valuelessness by working so hard to make a difference, to be counted. And while I received some feedback, most of the time it has been negligible to nothing. I'd been trying to prove my value so much that my giving had become almost a fight for my own existence. Look, here I am, I exist, look at everything I'm doing. 
And while it may sound pitiful, I can fully see now the patterns that I have carried. I think there comes a time in our working lives, for example, when we have to ask what we do is what we do working. And for me, in some areas, it's seriously not working. Facing this experience and uh, allowing myself to reconnect to my inner child from when I was four years old and talking to the grown-up best friend in my mind's eye where I visualised the inner child becoming the adult and hugging that adult best friend, I'm learning to forgive and to bring love and peace into that situation now. Instead of the photo being black and white, I now see it in full colour and it feels light instead of filled with loss and grief. In life, we spend a lifetime peeling away the layers of who we thought ourselves to be until we see where a lot of the pain and wounding stemmed from that perpetuates an unsatisfying life. And this is my moment of realisation. So as I've As a star, I've started to make changes in what I do now, posting less on social media, those areas where I can feel like, pardon my swearing, I'm literally pissing into the wind. And I'm focusing on those areas I love to do still, which is writing my blog, going on certain social medias that I really like, maybe doing my Facebook Lives and YouTubes which a lot of it I've already cut back to monthly on my lives due to lack of comments or engagement. And so I'm here with my podcast wondering whether to make the decision to take a sabbatical or however long I don't know. If enough listeners get in touch, I'll continue because to continue like anything, we need to know it's worth doing or working. There are a lot of creative people out there and we give our all and our hearts and really consider what we want to say on these podcasts, on our blogs, in our books. And we do it for the love of it, but if there's no feedback, we can't know whether anybody's listening or reaching. So we've got to balance it out in our lives on how much time and energy we put into what we do. And I've got to think about whether it's worth my energy to continue anything that is not giving me feedback. Because I'm human and I always feel like if I'm filling my life with anything that doesn't work, then I'm filling a space inside of me that could be filled with something new, that could be even better. I like sharing as inspiration comes but I must take care of my energy now and start giving of myself in the right balance. So I want to thank you all for listening to potentially my final episode. And if you enjoy my podcasts, please email me at kellymartinspeaks at gmail.com. If you're on iTunes or listening on Apple Podcasts, give me a review. 
If you're listening on Podbean, you can comment on each individual episode. Or talk to me on social media and let me know what you think. Thank you for listening. Bye for now, until next time, whenever that may be. You've been listening to my podcast, Kelly Martin Speaks. I'd really appreciate your feedback. If you're listening on iTunes, please give me a review. It helps me be seen and heard by those that need it. You can also follow me on kellymartinspeaks.co.uk where you can read my blogs, find out about my book series and subscribe to my monthly newsletter. I'm also all over social media. So search for me via Kelly Martin Speaks on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.